Welcome back to the Jersey Baseball Show for this week. We have a very special uh, couple of guests here, pride of Mercer County, um, in Paul and Luke Franzoni, um, playing together up in the NECBL for the Valley Blue Sox. So talk about their experiences there and, you know, just kind of uh, growing up Mercer and, and what they got looking forward to next year, both returning to the college scene. So welcome, uh, Luke, and, and welcome, Paul, and welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. We're excited. Really excited. Happy to. And uh, just kind of give us the, the lowdown of, of where you are right now. You got kind of looks like a nice sunny background somewhere in New England. Um, you know, let us know where uh, where you are and, and what's going on right now in, in the summer. Yeah, so um, we're staying uh, with a host family right now. Um, we got a pretty good setup, actually. We sitting right outside near the pool in the batting cage. Um, so we're lucky to have that. These guys have been awesome to us. Um, staying with one of my roommates from, from, from college, too. Um, so he's with us, uh, Jack Hausinger. Um, so we've been pretty lucky. We've been having a great time up here um, near Western Massachusetts. So it's been, it's been great so far. What's the host family experience like? You know, I mean, that's something that we don't have really in uh, in the ACBL. You know, obviously, as you know, it's more of a commuter driven or local, you know, league. I mean, sometimes you hear horror stories where it doesn't work out, but it seems like you guys have the, the other end of it right now. Yeah, I personally, I've been pretty lucky. The two my two summers of playing summer ball with host families, I've had like great hosts. So I, I can only say good things like. These guys make sure when we get back at one in the morning, like there's food in the fridge for us and all that stuff. So it's, it's been great. Like Luke said, there's right behind the screen. We got a batting cage. Um, we got a gym here at the house, so we don't have to worry about going to Planet Fitness or whatever. So we're, we're really lucky. So. Yeah. Now, how's uh, how's the team doing right now? And, and, you know, with with both of you going into your last year of, of college and you can we can talk about that a little bit, too. Um, what's it like playing together competitively one last time? It's been great. Um, honestly, didn't think that we were going to get this opportunity after high school. Um, we played against each other in the PGCBL two summers ago. And I thought that was the last time we'd be on the same same field unless we, unless we were in a regional or something against each other. But, um, yeah, it's been great to play play with each other one, one more time and kind of get to cheer each other on, have each other's back during the game. Um, stuff like that so it's been great yeah it was uh it was just the first couple games it was pretty funny because just being on the same field with Lou like I'm just not just haven't been used to it the past couple of years especially him being at first base now because when we were at PDS he was at short and I was behind the plate so just like whatever just looking out there and seeing Lou at first was was, was pretty cool and like him like getting a cut throwing it home like it, it was cool and it, it, I, it's it's a lot of fun so so that was really probably the last time you guys were on the same competitive team, right? Um, yeah. Although some of your le legendary wiffle ball games, maybe competitive is not the right word because if you run the same team there, then then that's probably more competitive than uh, playing in Fayetteville, right? Yeah, yeah they don't let us on the same team. They don't, yeah, they don't let us on the same team. That that would be a problem for the other guys. So we never get to play together on that. So this is probably the first time since – PDS, I guess, 2017. Yep. Yep. That's crazy. And then, you know, the fact that we all went through COVID 
and wiped out most of 2020. And you guys kind of saw what it was like without, you know, baseball for a lot of, you know, a lot of baseball season. Does that make it even more special this year? Yeah, absolutely. Just, just, just being on the field in general this year, like for not only for the summer, but also for, for just the regular season this year and at school, like it's just, you just cherish it a little bit more. So. Yeah, for sure. So, so let's get into the, uh, the Franzoni story a little bit. Um, you know, all state, all area, all everything, both at, at PDS, right? Paul, a year older. Um, Luke, uh, no longer the shortstop that you were at, uh, at, at PDS, where it was, uh, let's get our best players in the most important positions. Yeah. Um, but Luke, first of all, with you, um, you know, going into first year, Xavier hitting 11 bombs as a, as a freshman, which is, you know, kind of crazy to, to think about, you know, um, a chance to, you know, move into and, and possibly become the, uh, what we call the all-time home run leader at your school in the, in the post BB core era. You know, every, everybody you got guys putting up 40 and 50 home runs back when uh, you can use uh, crazy bats for, but, but just your experiences there um, coming close to the NCAA tournament twice, making it to the Big East championship game twice, you know, your time there, talk about that, explain to us and, and what you're really looking forward to, you know, next year in your, in your final season. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. The coaches at Xavier have been awesome so far. Um, there's been a few coaching changes. Billy O'Connor has been the head coach the whole time, but just the assistants have changed uh, since freshman year, but all of them have been, have been awesome. And yeah, since freshman year, they, they had a lot of trust in me. Um, even when I, I started off struggling a little bit um, in the beginning, just the adjustment to college baseball and stuff. Um, but they stuck with it. They trusted me and kept giving me opportunities, which I was really grateful for. Um, kind of kind of got used to it towards the end, towards the middle end of freshman year. Um, and then wanted to keep building off that in the summer and going into the next year, um, the COVID year, which obviously was a little bit different um, with canceling the season and stuff. But looking to the future, I think um, we really didn't lose too many guys from uh, this year. Um, we only lost a few, few seniors and one got drafted. So I think we'll have a good core group of guys coming back. Um, to make another run at it um, for a regional. And I think everyone has that same goal. A lot of guys are in my shoes um, where we were on the field watching the other team uh, celebrate um, the Big East, Big East championship twice. Um, so that's just the, all that added motivation that we want um, for a lot of guys last year. And a lot of guys um, will probably come back for a fifth year. So definitely. And, and Paul, um, I guess it's pretty easy to say that NJIT baseball now isn't quite the same uh, situation as you walked into uh, four years ago. What's that ride been like? Uh, it's been, it's been unbelievable. Like just from, so when I committed my senior year at PDS and I think, I think we were nine before the year before I got there, we were nine and 40 yeah. and uh, just getting on the campus in the fall. I was talking to some of the guys. I was like, what happened last year? They're like, I don't know. Like we were pretty good. They just had a lot of injuries. And then my freshman year, we actually had a really good year, uh, made a run in the A-Sun, which was like the sixth best conference in Division One that year. So we made made the conference tournament, beat a couple of ranked teams. And then like from there, I remember I was just my, my main goal since I've been on campus was just to, to just to raise the bar, raise the bar of NJIT baseball and, and elevate um, and just keep building and, and leave it really in a better place. And I found it. So I hope that, that that's going to be like 
what my legacy would be when I'm gone. So, yeah, I would say that that legacy for you and your entire class, you know, whether it's guys who graduated this year or stay in the extra year like you are, right? I mean, there's no no question when you look at the uh, you know stats. First New Jersey team to win an NCAA tournament game in a decade, um, you know, making the tournament for the first time ever. Um, your experience in Fayetteville, obviously, we we heard from Jared a couple of weeks ago, um, but you know, you became a you know, we, we could could be fair to say that you're Fayetteville's favorite non uh, Arkansas baseball player in college at this point. You know, how did the uh, the legend of Paulie Biceps uh, happen exactly? Um, and Luke, what was it like watching your brother kind of become a uh, college baseball star overnight? Yeah, so it's it's pretty funny the way that things went for for me in Fayetteville because. I had an interview with uh, the star ledger like the week before and just leading up. And I was they were just asking me about like the whole thing, how we were feeling. And I, I was like, I had some quote. It was like, Oh, like we're really excited to play Arkansas. Like uh, we really respect them as a program, blah, 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 blah. But we're not afraid to play them. And the, I forget who it was, but whoever wrote the article just took out all that beginning part and just put in, we're not afraid to play Arkansas. <laughs> So my Twitter, like, was – like, they got a hold of that article, and my Twitter was, like, blowing up. Like, quote tweeting it, and, like, you're, like, just wait. Like, you're done, whatever. So I st- started out as, like, I was, like, hated. And then, um, I don't know, I guess the flip the flip kind of switched when uh, we uh, when we started playing well against them, and then they kind of gained some respect for us. And we had a, we had a really good time going out there and, and meeting their fans after our game and – and out there in the hog pen, and that's I guess that's how it was kind of kind of born. So, and, and, and Luke, I mean, seeing your brother go through that experience, and you were up um, at you know where you are now, right? You were you weren't able to go down and 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 watch. You were getting you were in your summer ball season, but obviously, yeah. you know, paying attention certainly seeing that. You know, what was your thoughts for for him, and also like that's got to add to the the fire of wanting to come back for that last year and, you know, do the same thing at tape. Yeah, definitely. It was, it was awesome to watch and it was pretty funny, like seeing the tweets, um, seeing like the nickname Polly biceps emerge, like seeing Snapchats of them in the hog pen, like trading jerseys and stuff with like, with like fans. And yeah, it was, it, it was awesome. It was really funny um, to just kind of see that all unfold. And yeah, like you said, um, Definitely, definitely a lot of motivation to get to get into that experience and get into that type of environment um, for Xavier um, in the next year. So this is, you know, not just a, a great college baseball story, but but really a great Mercer story, too. I mean, just uh, I guess both of you talk about, you know, for me, how, you know, growing up Jersey, growing up Mercer, um, how that impacted who you are at this point in your baseball careers and you know, really got you ready to, to, to be at this point where you're both, you know, successful, you know, star uh, college baseball players at the D1 level? Uh, yeah, just, just growing up in the area, I think there was always great baseball in Mercer County and just a lot of good, a lot of good players that we grew up playing with. I know just what, if you looked around the county in my class, like I think, I think about guys like Ryan Mastrangeli, um, Jake Byer, guys that I grew up, like we were on the same team growing up, whether it was baseball, basketball, and soccer all together. So I just feel like it was a great environment to, to play sports, not only baseball, but 
kind of really taught you like how to compete, how to do everything. Um, so yeah, just, it was a great way to grow up in Mercer County. Um, and yeah, cause you, everyone's kind of like, we talk about that, like that grit from New Jersey and it, it might be, you might say what you want. I might think it's eyewash or a buzzword, but I really think it exists because I play from some, with some dudes now from all around the country and, and I can stay like confidently like Jersey guys are a little bit different. So <laughs> for better and for worse, right? Yeah. Luke, same, or what was your experiences? Yeah, definitely. Um, Mercer County sports, I thought was great. Um, we, I feel like we played a lot of the, the same guys year in, year out. They were all super athletic, super good people. Um, and then special shout out to our, our uncle, Brian Dudek, that coached us in basically every sport since we were like seven years old. I mean, he really was a, was a huge part in coaching us for the Hamilton A's, for the Hamilton Tar Heels, like basketball, baseball, soccer, Hibernian Dynamo, like all that stuff. Um, yeah. And a lot of the Hamilton people um, were under him too. So I think he, yeah. he was a huge role in that and a huge role for us um, kind of moving on to the next level and not only teaching us baseball and sports, but how to be a, how to be a good person and stuff like that. So for sure. Sure. Maybe even a better soccer coach than a baseball coach, right? For people don't, you know, if you're on the baseball side of it, you don't know that he's got both, uh, both sides of it there. Yeah. He's got, he's got all three. Like, like Luke said, he, he had us for everything all the way throughout. <laughs> he's the man. Yep. For sure. Um, let's talk about wiffle ball a little bit. Um, you know, he, tell me about these, these, uh, what, how these legendary, uh, Franzoni wiffle ball games have developed over the years. And, you know, obviously this covers a couple of, uh, our generals guys this year, uh, Danny Melnick and, and, and Jake Sloss, you know, most, uh, notably, but, you know, how, how did that start? And, and, you know, obviously I'm kind of feeling that's going to continue for a while after this is, uh, this is all done. Yeah. It all, I mean, so there's three of us. We have another brother, Ian, who's who's also he plays football at Brown. So football star of the family for sure. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're all we're always playing sports. Whatever we're doing, we're always looking to do something in the backyard. Um, grew up actually with Ross Colton, who just scored the game-winning goal in the Stanley Cup. He's actually yeah. our so how crazy is that? I mean, it's, that's another question. But it, I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off there. Uh, so. We were, we were always with Ross and his brother Rob playing in the backyard, and it just kind of blossomed from that. We always, growing up, had huge games going on because they had friends over, we had friends over, and we always had games in the backyard. And between uh, Luke, Ian, and I, we all have a, a big group of friends that have kind of became friends within themselves. So we always got guys around our house looking to just – we like to have fun, and, and we're all really, really competitive. So we've been lucky to have a good group of guys that, that are also liked, like to compete – a little bit crazy. Yeah, definitely. Yes, yeah, well, with the COVID, when you got actual baseball taken away from you, yeah. you need something to to get the competitive juices flowing and get the get the baseball going. So that was that that passed a lot of that time. That was like a legit sure. like like the what we were playing in the backyard was like legit seasons because we didn't because our season didn't happen. So we were playing really competitive games. A couple fights break out, you know, just yeah. Outside of the two of you, obviously, who was uh, who was the star? I think last year Melly had a really good year. I think Melly had a breakout season in our league last year. <laughs> he was he was up there. So, um, you mentioned it in passing, but you know, obviously, uh, 
sort of, I don't want to say an out of body experience, but just the one of your friends just won the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like, how ridiculously crazy is that? And and what were you thinking watching it? You want to go? Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Like, it was, it was insane to just watch and like, um, just like people, people posting about it all over from Robbinsville and stuff like that. And like, just him like evolving over the season was really cool to watch from kind of um, not getting so many opportunities to really making the most of everything that he got and making a huge impact in the Stanley cup and the playoffs. And at the, towards the end of the regular season, I mean, it was, it was awesome. And just someone that we've always supported um, since we were younger and always just had a ton of respect for. And so that was really cool to see. Yeah. We were, uh, we were actually in the car when he scored, we had it on the radio and we were just going nuts. Like, like you said, like, it, it's like, it's like surreal. Like, like that's our boy, like our neighbor, like <laughs> just scoring a goal to win the Stanley cup. Like it doesn't even make sense. Like it's, it's like you guys are, like you guys are playing in the backyard still. Seriously. Um, but yeah, it's, it's insane. Couldn't be happier for Ross. I think they're actually like having a Ross Colton day in Robbinsville today. They're celebrating him. He's got the cup with him. So couldn't be happier for him. Like he's been, he's been like a, like kind of like a big brother to us when we were growing up. So he's, he's, he's been great. Yeah. So just kind of to finish up here, um, what's our goals for, you know, the rest of this year, this summer, and uh, what's our goals to finish strong uh, next year? Uh, just for the rest of the summer, just, just keep getting better. Uh, like I, I, one thing I like to say about baseball is just, it's, it's a process. Like, just working through everything, always got to keep getting better. Um, so that's like the goal in the summer, whether it's behind the plate or at the plate, just just keep progressing just so when I get back in the fall, um, I'm ready to go and, and lead the guys because our goal, obviously, for next year is to, to get back to where we were this year and then and then progress and, and win a regional. So and I think we have really every almost everyone except for Jared and and staff and and Tyler and uh, Matt Cacciadefero and Kevin Blum coming back those guys were all huge contributors but aside from them we have a lot of guys coming back that have that have played a lot over their four years I know that uh, uh, Robbie's really excited about our incoming class so excited to have them on campus and yeah it's really just keep building on the culture keep building on what we've done this year and and really going to next year ready to go and Luke, get over that final hurdle, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, kind of building off what Paul said about the summer, just continue uh, getting at-bats and getting more experience and keep working um, on all the little things, playing right field and first base, doing both of them. So that definitely helps to get innings at, at both positions. And then, um, yeah, for next year, just we want to make a regional and then make a run in, in, that, in a regional. And whether that be um, from an at-large, from winning the Big East, we always play uh, – a really competitive schedule uh, at a conference that always gives us a chance um, for an at-large if we play if we play well in the beginning of the year. So um, whatever whatever it takes to to get to a regional, um, that's definitely our 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 team's goal. So and and to set up a, a, an NJIT Xavier weekend series next year, maybe that's like been something that we've I've <laughs> been begging Robbie for the past four years to try to get it on the schedule, but we both got to we got we got to like find a way to make a regional and like someone be a three seed, someone be a four seed, and that way we can play. You got the national profile now. You can be the three seed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how do we follow you guys, um, Valley Blue Sox, for the rest of the summer? 
for those of us who want to make sure that we're following you guys, what's the best way social media wise to do that? Uh, probably on, on Instagram or Twitter. I think it's just Valley blue socks on yeah. that. I think that it'll be on that. And yeah, it's team's doing pretty good right now. I think we're, are, are we still in first after yesterday? Uh, we may be in like second. We're either in first or second in our division, I think. So we're in next playoffs top two or it's a- I think everyone makes it this year. So it's like a, the one seed gets a bye, and then there's like a play round where all the other teams play each other. So Season runs until when? I think latest is August 10th to 12th. Yeah, August 10th to 12th is like the championship series. Okay. So pretty pretty standard, right? Right before everybody goes back to school. Yep. yep. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Um, you know, certainly the way you've represented Mercer through the years um, has been awesome. New Jersey, awesome. Paul, I'm sure I'll get up to uh, see you guys in fall ball. Um, Luke, I can't make the same promise unless you guys come come east for fall ball, but, you know, certainly hopefully this spring as well. So, yeah, um, best of luck, guys, and thanks for uh, coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Appreciate it.